What is up? We are back from Thanksgiving and we are ready to pot it up again. Thanks for joining uh, Tall Guys Podcast uh, with me, Zach Stevens, and my co-host. Mr. Ross Blythe. Oh yeah. And we are ready to go and we have had an experience in between the last pod and this pod that was groundbreaking in... Not in a positive way. No, no. This is not a... No. This is not good groundbreaking. To start it off, Ross's birthday was this past week. Like it was. This past Monday. It was Monday. Yeah. Big 23. Jordan year or LeBron year. LeBron year. <laughs> LeBron's a better player. <laughs> if you don't know that by now, like, if you don't know that that's our opinion by now, you haven't been listening to us long enough. What have you been doing? It's the truth, though. Don't deny it anymore. But, Ross, I'm going to let you do the honors of what transpired on this Monday evening. So, this Monday evening... It was my birthday. And on birthdays, you go out for meals. You go out and you have dinner with some good friends. And that's all I wanted to do. It was it, My birthday happened to fall on a Monday night this year, which Monday night football is a good game. Seahawks-Vikings, like clash of some N- NFC wildcard teams. Um, and if you guys don't know... We live in Oklahoma City. I don't know why you wouldn't know that, but because we've mentioned it many times. But if you haven't, we live in Oklahoma City. There's some really good restaurants in Oklahoma City. It's kind of become like a food hub. And on this particular night, there was an establishment that I have been wanting to try for a very long time. However, A, never had the occasion, and B, just didn't really want to pay the money for it. But on this night, being my birthday, I figured, what the heck? Let's go. Let's try it. This restaurant is now at the top of my (laughs) most wanted list. Because you sucked. (laughs) You were bad. What you served us was a crime against all food. And most importantly, against boneless chicken wings now boneless chicken wings are hard to mess up correct correct (laughs) i mean if we're being honest it's chicken nuggets i'm not afraid to admit that i'm man enough to admit that it's chicken nugget tossed in a sauce the restaurant i'm talking about that committed these heinous crimes against food is none other than chalk 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 (laughs) Even pronouncing the word is just... After eating there, <laughs> you have to pronounce it with a hard yeah. hard K. There's a... <laughs> Chalk. Because I felt like I had something stuck in the back of my throat the rest of the night after eating their godforsaken chicken wings. I don't know whose fault it was. I don't know if they were having a bad night. If you've been to Chalk, maybe you've had a good experience. And congratulations, because me, on my birthday, had one of the worst food experiences I've ever had. Not only did the waiter recommend fried deviled eggs to us, and I took the bait like a fish on a hook. I heard the word deviled eggs, and I heard the word fried. I put two and two together as... I like fried things, and I like deviled eggs. Not good together. And then, 
And then our waiter had the audacity when we asked him what was good at the restaurant to recommend the most floppy, the most soggy, the most worthless chicken wing I have ever eaten in my entire life. People, how you can't get a chicken wing to crisp up is beyond me. Literally throw it, put some breading on it, throw it in the fryer for two minutes, not even two minutes, until crispy brown and it's crisp. Bake them in the oven and it crisps. Somehow they served us these floppy, overly seasoned, not even with good seasoning, chicken wings. And it just was it was a horrible experience. Service was bad. <laughs> yeah. The atmosphere felt off. Am I right in saying you're, that? Yeah, you're right. You're the right. atmosphere felt off. I don't know what it was. The food was obviously off. And on top of that, it was just it it was a wasted dinner. It was it was. And we redeemed it. We went to Andy's. We went a to classically Andy's classically known place after. And just upon entry into this restaurant, we it was not good because me and one of Ross's friends got there first and we were getting the table set up and everything, uh, waiting for Ross and the other guys to get there. And to Chuck's credit, it has a lot of freaking TVs. It has a ton of TVs. On any normal night, I feel like the atmosphere would be really good. The TVs are state-of-the-art. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like, 4K LED TV. Like, they are state-of-the-art TVs, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But continue on with what oh, happened. Yeah. Okay, so upon, you know, we, the waitress or the hostess, I mean, um, sits us down at this table, and we're kind of getting the feel of the place, the atmosphere, and as she's, like, putting the menus on the table, she's like... So what brings you in tonight? What, what are you guys doing here? And um, we were like, well, it's our friend's birthday. So uh, we were taking him out to dinner here. And this is, okay, this response, like, should have gotten her fired. And she, she literally looked us dead in the eyes and said, really? Here? And I was like, uh, is there, should I have not done this? Like... like- was this a mistake? Is this a bad idea? Are you trying to tell me something? And then she tried to pivot and say like, oh yeah, of course, great idea. I mean, it's Monday Night Football. We got the TVs and stuff like that. And so already we're off to a rocky start. It's a rough start. It, it is, in fact. And then they get there. And honestly, we're excited to try that. I was excited to try this place. I was also excited because I have I have heard some good reviews. All the Yelp reviews are good. They are, yeah. Which is weird. Which is so weird. I just, I don't know if, if you guys want, after listening to this episode, if you guys want to respond to us on Twitter. Yeah. And if you've been to Chalk, tell us what you think about it. Maybe give us a review of what you had. Maybe we just were there on an unfortunate night. Maybe. Maybe the chicken wings are just that god awful. But how do they come recommended? That is my problem. That was what, yeah. Our waiter had 
no clue what he was doing. <laughs> no, Absolutely no clue. No. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of people get the chicken wings because they're front and center in the menu. They make it really obvious. Like, it's the it's like, dead center of the menu. It's a different font than everything else. Right. Chicken wings. And it's right. big. And it's literally like eye level as you're looking. Like right. it's your first thing your eye gets drawn to. Right. It's just, it was, yeah. underwhelming doesn't even describe. <laughs> it was, it was so bad. And it was partly our fault that we all got the exact same thing. But how do you not, if the guy is recommending something, how do you not go after that? If you've never been in the restaurant before. That server deserves sales pitch of the year for selling <laughs> those to us. Yeah. Honestly. Well, and I mean the deviled eggs. I didn't try one. I don't, really am not a fan of deviled eggs. But they, I, from what I saw from you and Brayson, they weren't great. They were rubbery. They were rubbery. <laughs> it was a rubbery egg. <laughs> and then we got cheese fries. But it's like they just chose one spot on the plate of fries to pour the cheese on. It's like they were at the end of their cheese bag and they're like, <laughs> screw it, and just dumped it right in the middle of the fries. Yeah, because <laughs> the outer fries had nothing. There was no right, cheese. Right. And they were cold, so like, the, if you tried to pull one out of the middle, you were taking the entire thing. You got a whole glob. Uh, that was the theme. And what I think it was, I think it was old food. It was old I think food. they were just storing it in the fridge or something and then just heated it up in the microwave. Because you're right. How on God's green earth do chicken wings not come out crispy? It's not like they were like grilled. Or anything. They had like the breading. They on had the, the breading on it. I have never experienced anything like that. It was it was like they had I don't know how long they had been out, but I wish I wish one of us would have gotten sick. Because I, know. <laughs> I would have done something about that. <laughs> well someone one of our friends did do something about it and had to mention it to someone. Mention it to the mention manager. Mention it to the manager. Meanwhile, the manager didn't seem all that too concerned about it. No, he wasn't. He, he was acting, well, upon our friend's recollection of what happened, he was, basically the manager was like, not really thinking that it was their fault. And yeah. like, like being skeptical about our criticism. Yes. So strike four. And then they have this like Booger McFarlane impersonator <laughs> in the corner of the bar that's like handing out these bingo sheets to everyone. It's like a it's actually a cool concept for like It's a great concept for like a Super Bowl party. Not while I'm eating dinner. No. And it would also be I I would love the concept if they didn't have that announcer guy. I know, right? Or if you're gonna have the announcer guy, have him over the speakers in the restaurant. He was on this little tiny... Portable speaker. Right. It, no one could hear him. No. So that was just background noise on It's just annoying background noise. I mean, it, it covered Booger's commentary, thank God, but still wasn't much better. Wasn't much better at all. I mean, it was an experience. It, I mean, it literally took us a couple days to just process what happened. If you've never been to Chalk and you're wondering if you should go, I'm going to caution you against it. <laughs> yeah. Save your money. If you're craving some wings and you're craving some sports, go to go to B Dubs. I was gonna say go to B Dubs, <laughs> and you at least know what you're getting. Right, right. Consistency. Consistency. 
Or if you want to go to Chalk, just don't get the chicken wings. Don't just try something don't else. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't and take don't the get risk. the fried deviled eggs. No <laughs> yeah. matter if your wait, waiter says to get them or not. Right. Right. Also, this just came into my head. I don't know how many of you've ever been to Top Golf before or like um, Flying Tea. I think some places are called Flying Tea. That food eerily reminded me of Top Golf food. Have you ever gotten food there before? Yes. Like You're eerily totally right. reminded me of that because the menu was laid out the same, the prices were about the same, and you're wondering why in the world am I paying so much money for this, right? <laughs> and then you remember you're paying for the experience, the TVs is the what you're TVs paying for. Is what you're, you're paying, paying for, for all the freaking yeah. I don't know how much money is in that place full of TVs. I don't even know if I want to know. I don't know. There's <laughs> literally, I mean, like the entire wall is covered in TVs. And then on top of that, behind the seats. In like booths. And booths are TVs. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually ridiculous. That that part was cool, but other than that, it was freaking train wreck. But nevertheless, we have Andy's frozen custard to make and mend all hurts. Nothing better than a custard filled band-aid. No. At the end of a night. No. And then always Jackbox. Jackbox games. If you've never played Jackbox games, dude, those... Missing out. Oh, my gosh. Some of the best memories and best laughs are had, like, playing those games. I would agree. I can remember some very funny nights (laughs) playing Jackbox games. Right, right. And this recent box that came out, I don't know what number it is, but... I think number six. Number six. Murder Trivia Party. That one is that alone is worth paying to get that. Yes, honestly. Um, but you know, speaking of games, gamers, gaming, um, light was shed on one certain personality named Ninja, um, recently in a podcast. And if you don't know who we're referring to, we're referring to, um, someone who streams video games. He was. Really, really big on Fortnite. Still is really big. Probably, if you go up to any middle schooler or child between the age of 8 and 12 and ask them who Ninja is, you could probably get a pretty good description of who he is. Yep. That's the target audience for him. He has been in like ESPN, big time sports stuff. He sells all of his merchandise at like Walmart and Target, like betting, yeah. toys, novelty wigs, yeah. like pretty much ninja anything you can get at Walmart and Target. The headband especially, the headband the head, is a big the deal. The headband is a big deal. And he's sponsored by like Red Bull and now Adidas, yes. which is it's weird to think about, but he kind of went no holds bar on this podcast. I think it's called the True Jordy podcast if you want to go listen to it. It's one of the more recent episodes. And I thought it was super interesting. I told Ross about it, and we both listened to it. Super, super interesting on kind of the first ever video gamer, streamer to kind of break the barrier of like, the I don't know if you would say the culture or be mainstream, I guess is what the right yeah. word. Um, but these guys are held under a microscope. And Ninja talks about that a lot. And being introduced to, uh, again, mainstream media. He's been on, like, the Jimmy Fallon show. He's been on Ellen. And just seeing how he was treated on those shows, different from other what you would call athletes. Um, And 
it was really, really interesting to see. It gave me a little bit more respect for Ninja and on top of that, just streamers in general. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear his perspective on things and just the amount of disrespect he gets mm-hmm. a lot of times from these things because people just don't take him seriously. They which don't. he really has broken this barrier of like kind of the culture. Um, and like you said, becoming mainstream and streaming is just such an interesting thing to me because not only we were talking about this yesterday, not only do you have to be good, but you also have to be entertaining at the same time. Right. And if you're not good, people aren't going to watch you. And if you're not entertaining, people aren't going to watch you. So it's just this really like interesting dynamic that happens on streams. And one thing he talked about that is different from, you know, your Logan Paul's, your YouTube videographers, your content creators is he touched on this, that those guys get multiple takes, you know, they can turn the recording on, they can turn it off, they can edit if they don't like what they said, they can always cancel something out, take it out, cut and um, or restart. If they didn't start off strong, they can they can always start again. And what's different with streaming is once you hit that record button or once you go live on that service, there's no editing. I mean, no. it's completely live. Um, so if you say something that you may not have really wanted to have said, you can't really take that back. And there's an ability on Twitch for you, to, which is where he streams, for where you can clip, you can clip something. So... Mm-hmm. And Lord knows people that watch him will do that. They, they, some people watch him just for those things and they'll make clips of it and they'll post them on YouTube, do huge like clickbait and stuff and blow it way out of proportion. And, um, it was, it, it shined a light on kind of what he really does and how difficult it is because not only does he have to maintain his level of game his level of gameplay, but he has to maintain the personality. And these guys don't stream for a short period of time. They're streaming for eight hours, eight or 10 hours a day. And it's, it's constant for them. So, um, I really appreciated him being super honest about it. And to what you said, you know, he's, he gets really disrespected a lot. And one thing that I kind of opened my eyes was he was talking about when he got put on the Ellen show. And if you haven't seen this clip, it's on YouTube. You can just search Ninja and Ellen. What they did with Ninja is they had him play Fortnite in front of the entire audience. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even like a typical interview. Like you would have like a movie star or a singer came on. They, they just made him play the video game and he didn't get to answer any questions. He basically was showing grown grown adults how to play video games and like what their kids were watching which is like when you think about it compared to like an athlete or something like someone that goes on there like that like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have lebron james come on to the ellen show and just dunk and shoot right for 15 minutes you wouldn't have beyonce or somebody like that come on and just sing for 25 minutes like it's just a really weird thing to yeah. do. Yeah. It is. And that's exactly right. I mean, that guy, Ninja's a master at his craft, which is video games. And LeBron's a master at his craft, which is basketball. But, you know, it's that thing of people just aren't as aware of it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I mean, really, it is disrespectful 
to someone to just have them come up and do that rather than interview them as a person, treat them the same as everyone else. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that changes in the future, but that's been every time I've seen him get on a talk show is, is, is that, but that was a good point that they made on that podcast and opened up my perspective and saw what kind of he has to deal with on a regular basis. Um, And then, you know, he talked about Twitch and how they mishandled his whole leaving from Twitch and went to a different streaming service called Mixer and how that went poorly and um, just humanizes these guys a little bit more, which is what we need. We need to not put this, superimpose this, I don't know, this perspective or view we have on them as this is the person all the time, you know, they're yeah, human beings. They are. So, um, but yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Um, hope more things come out like that and hopefully um, it starts, He he's kind of like the pioneer. He's, he's the one kind of breaking that barrier and there will be people that follow him. But I feel like we're going to remember Ninja as the one that like started this whole thing pretty much. He is um, definitely the pioneer. Yeah. The one who is, kind of paved the way for a lot of these streamers to become more mainstream and big time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, the elephant in the room is the college football playoff. That's going to be, uh, pretty much seated after this weekend. Um, there are some, I don't know. I don't know if I remember a champ, a, a conference championship weekend that had this much at stake. There's a ton at stake. There's a lot. With a bunch of different games, a bunch of different scenarios that I'm excited to see play out because championship weekend is crazy. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some weird games, I have a feeling. Some outcomes that we don't predict. No. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Um, We've got Utah playing Oregon. That's tonight. 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 I didn't know that was tonight. It is shoot. tonight. Okay. Um, shoot. I didn't know that. I thought it was. I thought everything was tomorrow. I did too. Until oh. Craig and I were looking at lunch today. And yeah, they played a night at 7. Oh, there we go. So that'll start, start it off. Tonight, then. Okay. This game intrigues me. Because mm-hmm. this game holds a lot of implications for the fourth seat. Um. I, I knew Utah had a good defensive team. I didn't realize how good they truly are defensively. So they are third in the country in points a game allowed. They're third in the country in yards a game allowed. Um, and they've only given up – they give up 11 points a game. Wow. And they only give up 241 yards a game. That's impressive. So all while scoring 35 a game. So – I. I think, man, Utah. I mean, I I still think I think Utah's going to beat Oregon. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I that's interesting because the Pac-12 is really honestly it's a good offensive conference. I mean, you got yeah. a lot of good, got a good lot of a good lot of offensive teams in there. So to have that that defensive uh, resume is really really impressive. Which you have OU, which is on the total opposite side of the spectrum who just opens the floodgates and just wants to score more than you. Um, but, yeah, tonight I just don't see Utah losing to this Oregon team. And there's a few reasons why. One is, man, can you imagine 
how much momentum Utah has right now going into this game, knowing that this school, no one really associates them, at least for this past decade, has associated them with championship caliber football teams. Mm -hmm. So they've got that going for them. Again, you get into November, December, and January, defense wins championships. Mm -hmm. Your defense will do a lot for you, Um, especially as it gets colder, weather gets worse. uh, You're not able to do as much things on offense as you're normally able to. And we saw Justin Herbert really this whole year struggle um, at the quarterback spot. And um, I just don't know if Oregon is going to have what it takes to to take the light out of Utah tonight. Um, But on the opposite side, I honestly don't know who's going to win this OU-Baylor game. I think for us, I think for OU fans to definitively say OU's going to win this game is laughable. Heinous. Yeah, laughable. Do you remember that this game I, resulted in the largest comeback in school history? There was a reason because it, you were down by so many at halftime. It took a literal falling, the wheels falling off the bus of the Baylor offense. Right. For OU to still even be in the playoff conversation. Right. Here's my theory. Um, so I think, I think if, if Utah and Oklahoma both win, I think if Oklahoma wins in a very convincing fashion, I'm talking beating this Baylor team, um, by two touchdowns or more, I think they get into the playoff. If OU struggles at all. Or if OU gives up more than 30 points, like if it's a shootout, I think the committee puts in Utah. Because I'm going to be honest with you, they'll get the fourth spot. I don't want to see an OU defense play against Ohio State, who's leading the country, putting up nearly 50 points a game. I don't want to see that. I want to see Ohio State play Utah. With that defense, that defense and that offense, I want to see that. So I think OU really needs to – they need to win in a convincing fashion because if they don't, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. And you you want to look at it objectively, okay, who are the best – who's the best four teams? And then obviously you're going to be looking – assuming LSU wins, assuming Clemson doesn't lose, um, you know um, – who else? Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's not going to lose. I don't know why I forgot about them. Um, but, I mean, you look at OU's track record and the, the how they've played the past few games, and, I mean, objectively, there are some really glaring issues with that team that need to have been addressed by this time and just haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the committee – at least for this period of time where OU and Utah have kind of been neck and neck, have shown that they're going to favor Utah over Oklahoma and in a uh, in a draw like where they both win their conference championship. They haven't moved OU above Utah. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to remain consistent. So if you got if you got OU beating Utah, or if you got OU beating Baylor, and then you got Utah beating Oregon, I think Utah, I think Utah gets it. I I just. 
I don't think a room full of committee members is going to say that OU team is better than Utah, especially if Utah goes out and dumps Oregon. Now, hey, if they lose and OU wins, they're in. They're in, yep. However, there is a very real possibility that if Baylor beats OU and Utah loses, that Baylor could be in the playoff because there's no reason why. They're don't the same count out the record. Baylor, don't count out the Baylor Bears yet. No, they're still still very much in this. Because I the SEC championship game every single year is usually always competitive. And it's always a really good game. Anything can happen. But I do not see Georgia beating LSU. I just don't. I don't see that happening. Um so yeah, I mean Baylor's Baylor's still in this thing. There is no there is no reason. To accurately believe that Baylor's just going to go out and roll over. And that OU's going to roll over Baylor. Right. That is not going to happen. Because they have... Baylor still has a ton to play for. (laughs) If you you watch that OU-Baylor game, you should be expecting on Saturday to be fighting for your life because this game was not, I mean, y'all, I don't know if we have short-term memory loss, but this was almost a lot. I mean, this was almost a blowout loss for OU. Mm -hmm. And even in the final stretch, I mean, (laughs) I think talent wise and Baylor, Baylor plays harder. Anyway, Baylor plays harder than OU does. And if they come out like they did, in the first half of that game, and they remain to consider, I really don't think it's going to happen again. I really think we're going to see that first half Baylor team through the rest of the game. They're, they're going to fix their mistakes. We're not going to see. We're not going to see that again. I because I, I guarantee you they've had they've had tomorrow circled. Oh yeah. After that loss. Oh yeah. They have circled that game. Mm-hmm. And they they were like, if we if we get back there, it's it's our time now. Right. Right. It'll be a battle. It, it will, will be, be a freaking that, that battle. That will be the best game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That is the game I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, because this LSU-Georgia game, I just don't think Georgia has really the offensive firepower to keep up with LSU. Really, you've got Georgia, who's a one-dimensional offensive team. They, they run the ball, pretty much. They run the ball to open up the pass game. And if they can't run the ball, they're they're not good enough with the pass alone to beat anyone. Mm-hmm. So, But they, they run the ball really well. So if the LSU can find a way to stop Georgia Georgia's offensive rushing game, then they'll be fine. And honestly, if they can stop Alabama's rushing game, then they'll be. I mean, yeah, exactly. They'll be fine, if, or if they can handle it. I don't know that they stopped it. They can handle it. That game was really high scoring. I think that game. I think this game will. This game has the possibility of being high scoring. Yeah, way. yeah. But again, like it's it's all about if well if this team loses, then what happens here? And if this the worst thing that could happen is Georgia pulling off the up the upset. That would be the absolute worst thing. Georgia beats LSU, it's all over. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who, <laughs> if ands and buts are gone, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The SEC is getting two teams again, and people are going to be pissed off. <laughs> Honestly, as a college football fan, I want to see that happen. You want to see two SEC teams? Yes, and here's my reasoning. It's not because don't come at me and say, <laughs> "Well, he's a Mizzou fan. He loves the SEC." I do not. I think. If the SEC gets two teams in again, there is going to be a very real and very present cry to expand the playoff to more teams. 
There better be. And that is what I want to see. Oh, yeah. I can get behind that. So I think if Georgia ends up beating LSU tomorrow, do not hang your heads and act like this is a defeat because I think it could be a very real win for college football fans. Right, right. I do too. I think they definitely need to expand the playoff picture, but you're, you hit the nail on the head about having two SEC teams in there again. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come yeah. come on. For There's going to be a real outcry from the Pac-12 because they've been left out a lot. <laughs> I think they've only been in one year, haven't they? Yeah, when that Washington, Washington team, team was good. Yeah. And then there's going to be an outcry from the Big 12. Right. Who has only had... OU, I think. Twice? Yeah, twice in it. But I think a playoff expansion is just all of it. It's just what we need to do it, in any way. But, yeah, that could spark the conversation and the actual action plan for that. Mm-hmm. And then Clemson, Virginia, we don't even need to talk about that. Oh, gosh, what if, though? Man, Man. I need you, Virginia. Go out there and do your thing. Let's go through some, <laughs> let's go through some what if scenarios. <laughs> okay. So my if. my two teams that are guaranteed to be in, I believe, are LSU and Ohio State. Yeah, I, would I agree think with you. they've done enough. I mean, LSU took down a number one ranked Alabama team, right? And Ohio State has just been bouncing leaps ahead of everybody this year. Right? It's not even close. Clemson sitting at the number three seed. If they lose. You got to push them out, right? <laughs> I don't care that they're the defending champs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care that they've been twelve and zero. Yeah. Well, that loss would be against an unranked Virginia team. Virginia's actually ranked. Oh, are they? They're twenty third. Okay, they would. They might as well not be ranked though. Then twenty three at nine and three is. I mean, if you lose, especially with all these other teams playing. I mean, you gotta put them out. You you can't you can't have a team that lost to Virginia in the game that mattered the most to them. I I lean that way as well. But I don't know if the committee members think, are gonna I do don't that. know if the committee members will do that either. But that I mean that that would be craziness if Clemson lost. That plus minus is minus twenty eight and a half Clemson. It's so bad. So bad. <laughs> that is insanity. Jeez, man, this Virginia team. I'm looking at these, uh, these rankings. They've allowed 23 and a half points a game this year and 338 yards a game. I mean, <laughs> Clemson's defense has been stout. They have, they have. Jeez, they they'll always have a good defense. I. It's just. We won't know until we see them in the playoff. I mean, I'm assuming that they beat Virginia. But at the number three spot, if they lose to a 23rd-ranked Virginia team, I don't Bump think them. it's out of the cards to, to kick to them out. Them. My vote is to kick them out. Don't keep them in if they lose to that team. And then put in Utah and Oklahoma. Man, LSU Clemson, though. I'm just thinking through this like. Right, if it plays out like we think it is. Like, Ohio State-Utah could be good. Yeah. Ohio State-OU. That's a rivalry right there. Would be, A, a bloodbath because it is a rivalry. (laughs) B, it would be, I don't even know what kind of a game it would be. 
it's either going to be like one of the highest scoring games this season or Ohio State's just going to yeah run all over them. Well, I think that OU would come out with a game. I think we'd see very similar to like a an OU versus Alabama type of game. Yep. Like high scoring, like OU gives up a lot of points, but then again, like scores, scores a, a lot of points. Yeah. So I think it'll be one of those games. Lincoln Riley just comes up with a master plan to eviscerate that defense. Um, and then what did you have the what if of LSU and Georgia? Yeah, that like if Georgia would if Georgia seal. wins. Golly, it's just there's so much. If Georgia wins that, I think that locks the the playoff as it is right I now. I would agree. It and would just again, you just have to work the, out yeah. the rankings. Because I think L, obviously LSU would drop to four. Right. Georgia, Georgia would probably, probably three. three and Clemson would move up to two. Yeah. That Ohio State team. Did you watch much of Ohio State this year? I watched a little bit. Holy moly. They're no joke. They are fast. They're fierce. <laughs> they beat you every which way. Yeah. <laughs> they. You know, Justin Fields has only thrown one interception this whole year. Shoot. One, one interception. Man. The man is a freaking – that man can flat-out play football. Really, the only way that Wisconsin can hold this – can beat this team is if they – again, they're like a Georgia. They're the Georgia of this uh, Big Ten conference. They run the ball. They have a good defense. They don't really throw the ball a whole lot. Um, But – Yeah. I don't know. They have a pretty good receiver. But I don't know, man. 37 touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> Man. Video he game He is numbers. dealing with a knee problem, though. He got hurt last game. That's right. Yep, he got hurt last game. But, yeah, I mean, and it's you big Chase, time. Chase Young on the other side. Right. I mean, the country and – Really, even sports media is split on this Oregon Utah game. They are they're pretty much saying it's a fifty fifty shot who who wins this game. I think an important thing to point out is that this Utah team does not throw the ball a lot. At I mean, really does not throw the ball a lot. The quarterback has sixteen touchdowns compared to Justin Herbert's thirty one. And whereas you have the running back, Moss, has ran for over 1,200 yards, and Oregon's running back has ran for over 900 yards. So they're just a pounded down your throat, yeah. run and play defense team. Yeah. Which works for them. I mean, they, they've been playing, obviously, that's their kind of football. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, oh. Yeah, in their last five games, Utah has. Had a close one with Washington. It was 33-28. But they played Colorado, Arizona, UCLA, and Cal and destroyed all of them. And then Oregon has had a close game against Wash U. It was a two-point game they won. They mm-hmm. beat Wash U by two points. But they blew out everyone else. They blew out USC, Arizona, Arizona State. Or they lost to Arizona State, my, 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 my mistake. And then they beat Oregon State. 31-24. That's that's the score. I think that's the score. Okay. I think Utah comes out on top. 
I agree. I think they – I actually think they win by field goal, but I think Utah edges out Oregon. I think – OU finds a way to beat Baylor, but it's freaking ugly. It is an ugly, ugly, I, I ugly agree. game. Yep. And like I said, if both these teams win, and I think that LSU will beat Georgia, I think the playoff is going to look like Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Utah. I think that is what it's going to shake out. That is also my to. four. I just don't. The committee has given me no confidence to. To jump OU over Utah. Right. They've not done it yet, and I don't think they will. Right. right. It's going to take – it would – I got like I said, it will take OU beating Baylor handedly. Right. And I just don't – I don't see that happening. I'd have to agree with you. All right. Today is a fresh day off of another Cowboys loss. <sighs> yet again, we have people like myself calling – for the job of Jason Garrett to be fired. Nevertheless, cranky Jerry does not want to make a coaching change right now because he still believes that we can make a Super Bowl run. And uh, to my question, or to to my thoughts on how on earth we make Mitchell Trubisky look like a freaking all-star quarterback, um, and that's just that's just unacceptable. Mitchell Trubisky was benched. Do we remember that that he was benched and not too many this Cowboys weeks ago. team looked like he should have been or he should be on the all pro team. This this Cowboys team they've quit. They have quit on Jason Garrett. That is what they have done and it <laughs> showed last night. Yeah. I thought I honestly I I wondered if on Thanksgiving, if it was kind of a flute game, if Buffalo was just the more hungry team, no pun intended on Thanksgiving. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> if they came in, they punched Dallas in the mouth, and that's what happened. But last night left nothing to the imagination. Uh-uh. This Dallas team is just not good. No, no. I can't. There were so many third downs, third and longs that they got themselves in, and you can't win a game if you're just depending on your ability to win on third down or get third down conversions. Kellen Moore's play calling is baffling to me. Like, how do we not run the ball? How do we not run the ball with the with the stout offensive line we have and Zeke? How on God's green earth are we not running the ball more? And every time we, ran, we had a successful play, it was based off of Zeke basically getting us five yards, four yards. He scored a couple times, or one time, I think, one or two times. But, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. And then that defense. What is going on on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball? Have we never tackled anyone before in our lives? Why does Mitchell Trubisky, running around like my uncle does at the freaking Turkey Bowl... Why does he find space to – he literally broke a tackle of a safety, broke the ankles of a linebacker. The man looks like he just picked – he like he's playing intramural flag football and just got out of his class on how to freaking paint a sculpture um, in a fine liberal arts school. And he, he looked like Johnny Manziel. I watched Cordell Patterson catch a screen pass on, I know what play on third about. and ten, 
and turned it into a 25-yard gain. He broke at least seven tackles. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Cordell Patterson's fast. He's got he's got another gear. He's he's one of the fast guys in the NFL. But you swarm to him and you missed every single tackle. It's not like we weren't there. We were there. No, we they just were didn't there. Him. Like it, I have I mean, I've, I've been a fan of some pretty bad defenses over the last few years <laughs> being a Chiefs fan. And I've seen some pretty bad tackling performances. But last night took the cake as the single <laughs> worst tackling performance game I have ever seen in my entire life. The <laughs> amount of arms that were flopping off of Mitchell Trubisky's lumpy body were mind-boggling to me. You could send out a Wee team, and I don't think they could tackle him. No. It was that bad last night. No. We just gave Mitchell Trubisky his ninth life on that on that Chicago Bears team as the quarterback. And we basically screwed over Chase Daniel saying you'll never you'll never see the field again because of Mitchell Trubisky. We made him look like he's a freaking stud. I think athlete. you also screwed over Cam Newton to Chicago as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're gonna be like Let's shoot, look agency. at what Mitch can do. <clears throat> I mean that I mean, you've gotta be kidding me. It's just another game where the Cowboys fail to deliver against a team that is 500 and above no one believes that this Barrett's team like is is good not good no one believes that this team is good good. (laughs) everyone expected the Dallas Cowboys to go out and beat the Bills everyone expected the Dallas Cowboys to go out and beat the Bears and you just pee down your leg here we are times six and seven leading the division the NFC East is still wide open (laughs) The Philadelphia Eagles Eagles are a dumpster fire. Carson Wentz is already washed. His yeah. receivers couldn't catch a ball if they had hands the size of the Empire State Building. <laughs> like, it's still available. The Washington Redskins. They could win. They could they get in could the playoffs. They could win the division. <laughs> they very well could win the division. Ugh. It's crazy. Somebody's winning this division at... <laughs> Six and ten. <laughs> yeah. And that is a travesty. <laughs> if I'm a team outside looking in and I've got like handedly a better record than them, like if I'm the Los Angeles Rams. God. The <laughs> NFC West, there's gonna be a team that is ten and two in the wild card. Yeah. And then you've got a division leader that's it, under five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams are going to be looking, looking in at, well, I don't even know what they'll end up, probably like eight and six. Yeah. How, I mean, this team is quit, and it's because that, it's because Jason Garrett started the year as the head coach, and then nothing happened as things just got worse and worse and worse. And now that Jason's still at the head coaching job, everyone's just saying, no, no, we're done. We're done. Because you look at this roster, and I don't think they're overrated at all. I actually... I mean, I think maybe if you're going to say anything's overrated, we're going to say the defense is overrated, um, especially our defensive backs. But this team, talent-wise, has all the pieces. Yeah. And that, if you have a talented team and you can't get the job done, that goes back to coaching. And then you've got a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers who are managing to win games on, I think, a, a roster that everyone can agree is – Fourth string quarterback. Yeah, you're winning games. That is a reflection of of the coaching. Same thing as the opposite side of the spectrum. 
And on top of that, Jerry's actively recruiting other head coaches. Just fire your one you have now. There's no reason to keep him. Rip the Band-Aid off. Honestly, it might make this team play better. It might, yeah, very well You can't. Could. You can't. They can't play any worse. No. They're playing worse as it is. No. Yeah. You just let him go. Yeah. Cut our losses. You're wasting his time. You're wasting your own time. You're wasting your fans' time, and you're wasting your players' time. There's a lot of wrong in this situation. Yeah. And I just that that gives me solace thinking about okay, well, it's obviously the head coach, and let's next year hopefully by the grace of God we will we will have a different head coach. But I'm gonna lay I'm gonna name to you the last three games of the seat. Let's just let's just see who realistically, like honestly, who wins the NFC East? Who like honestly, let's look at the games and see. There are three games left. I have there are no three games left. I'm gonna go through the games and you honestly tell me if the Cowboys will win any of these games. They play the Rams next week. That's a loss. <laughs> Gross, they're already favored by three and a half. Against in the this Rams? game. Yes. Where's I know. It at? It's at Dallas, it's at Dallas, but I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying the Rams should should be favored in this game. But that just shows you how Vegas loves the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored to win in this game against the Rams by three and a half points. This Rams team is seven and five. I have no reason to believe that the Cowboys will beat a team over five hundred. Based on any no. other performances they've given me. I mean, are you kidding? I'm laughing at the fact that they think we're going to win this game. Then you have the Eagles. Maybe. But probably not. Probably not. It's at Philadelphia. There is a very real chance that the the Cowboys go 0-3, the Eagles go 1-2, and, and God knows what the Washington Redskins will do. Well, let's see. Let's see here. Oh, God. Just... <laughs> you have probably the, the Eagles right now. Yeah. I think the Redskins have a very real chance to win this division. People, <laughs> the Redskins might go to the playoffs. <laughs> I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more. Honestly. So this is the rest of the schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles. They play the Giants this Monday at the Eagles. Again. Who? Why do we think that the Eagles would win this game? I have nothing to... Yeah. There's nothing that tells me they would win this game. Fresh off of a loss to the Miami Dolphins. Right, right. If you're not demoralized after... I mean, you that whole team's got to be demoralized. They play the Giants. I'm going to say they probably win this game. <clears throat> I mean... I, I mean, there's, there's always... For the chance. love of God, you can't lose to the Dolphins and the Giants <laughs> in back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back weeks. Then they play the Redskins... Who gave them fits, mind you. The Redskins gave them fits. And then they play the Cowboys. And then they play the Giants again. They could very well go 2-2. Two and two, Or worse yet, 1-3. Or they could lose all four games. I don't think there's any way they win out. They, don't, they, they definitely don't, don't, they win, don't out. win out. And then let's see what the Washington Redskins have in oh their schedule. Oh my gosh. They play the Packers. They play the and Packers at, probably, at Lambeau Field. That's a loss. That's, <laughs> that's probably, probably a loss. loss. They play the Redskins, the Giants, and the Cowboys. They could very well go 3-1. <laughs> they could very well go 3-1. Win see, three games and lose to Green Bay. 
there's a very real possibility that that might actually happen. <laughs> they, what they, it's at, I'm it's at Washington. You, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> the winner of the <laughs> NFC East is going to be seven and nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, I agree with you. I'm, I mean, it's, I think it's more likely that that the Eagles or the Cowboys win the division. But let us not forget, there is a very, very real chance. How have the Redskins played the past few games? They only have three wins. Mind you, they lost to the Jets by 17 <laughs> points. So we're stretching a bit. But they also did just beat the Panthers. They did just beat the Panthers. At, pa- that's, at Carolina. That's part of the reason why Mike Riviera got fired. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> Their wins against... The, their wins are against sorry um the the dolphins by a point the redskins and the panthers <laughs> hey they're on a two game winning streak they are on a two game winning streak <laughs> you know if they went out they could win the division i mean all i'm saying is they'll have to play either the 49ers or the seahawks <laughs> the first game <laughs> Somebody, either the Seahawks or the 49ers, are going to have to travel (laughs) and play a game at whoever wins the (laughs) NFC East. Yeah. Mind-boggling. Man. Mind-boggling. It is just, you know, I don't understand it. It really is like a sitcom drama, this NFC East. It is so funny. (laughs) Because it has been... It is the Cowboys for the taking. And it has been all year long. I know. I know. It's it's insanity. The AFC, on the other hand, I mean, you have Pittsburgh is fighting for a wild card spot right now with a fourth string quarterback. They're fighting for it with Tennessee, and I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna assume the Raiders are not going to keep winning games. That was pretty bad. The Raiders will not win another game all season. No, I think really it'll come down to Tennessee or Pittsburgh. That'll that'll be who. Yep. Kansas City probably most likely has to play. Yep. And I've got I've got to say. Pittsburgh seems like the team to w- team to play out of those. Oh, 100%. I definitely, out of those two teams. Good God, if we have to play Tennessee, <laughs> you will not see me for a couple of weeks. Because the Chiefs just cannot. They cannot beat the, the Titans. <laughs> it is not humanly possible. <laughs> that is the nightmare scenario for me, is if we have to play the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, really, it's kind of straightforward. You're looking at two teams to get in the wild card spot. I think the division leaders are going to win out. But the NFC, you've got the Cowboys in leading leading division and a wild card team at ten and two, a Cowboys team at six and seven. Quick math: one of these teams is not like the other. <laughs> oh man, I am excited to watch this Saints. 49ers game this weekend though 
Yes. That will be a good one. Yes. And Chiefs Patriots. Yes. Give also me Chiefs Patriots all the time. I think Chiefs surprise a lot of people and win this game. I think the defense stays strong. Yeah. The defense has been playing real. You really don't even have to do that much. Real, real well lately. You don't we, have to do that much. I mean, our run defense looked better. Decent, not even that great, but I mean, it was is an upgrade from what I've seen earlier in the year. And our past defense is getting after it. Yeah, and pick city, which Brady threw. He he'll throw picks. He'll throw some picks. He threw a couple last week. So y'all better stop the run, though. I'm telling you right now, if you don't stop the run, I think if you stop the run, you'll be fine. Yeah, but that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's see here. I think that's all I got. That's all I got. Yep. I don't really want to dive into the Mizzou head coach. <laughs> it's just a dumpster fire. Yeah. This is what happens. Off-season topics. This is what happens whenever you <laughs> do something without a plan. That is what ha- That is yeah. what is happening at Mizzou right now. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to make a big decision, you better darn well have a plan. Right, because they did it in there, and now they're like, well, And now, now they're what? like, well, crap. <laughs> what do we do now? What do we do now? Yeah. Life lessons to be learned from sports. <laughs> yeah, that's an off-season topic. We'll, I'm sure we'll tackle over the course Ooh, of, yeah. of that. But All right, Ross, you want to give closing remarks? Absolutely. <laughs> this has been the Tall Guys Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, leave us a like or a review and subscribe to us so that way you know when new episodes come. Um you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, um, wherever you might listen to podcasts. We are there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, for Zach and myself, Ross, this has been the Tall Guys Podcast. <laughs>